Hello there, my name is Jo Inkelsia and you are welcome to the Adult Anonymous Podcast. Now, enjoy episode 3 where we speak about shame. So in the year 2019, my friends and I had our first retreat and um, it was something that um, we wanted to do, something that we wanted to have as a tradition for our friendship, something that wasn't just going to define our friendship at one particular moment or year, but something that was going to transcend to many years of our lives. We had a... this um, little encounter, if I should put it that way, and um, we moved out of Accra, not too far from Accra, and um, we rented a small place and we started our retreat. It was just a, a weekend retreat. We prayed, we appraised our friendship, we also had fun, and all of that. And it was during that that one of my friends who is here with me spoke about a book that he recommended that we read I mean in the year and that book has been a great book not for myself but for my in-group as well and also for anybody who had also come into contact with that book and that is Scary Clues. Scary Clothes is an amazing book. It talks about um, intimacy and vulnerability. Basically, that is like the strong themes highlighted in the book, but there are also subtle themes, and one of them is shame. And today, I have here with me, like I mentioned, my friend who is a writer, he is an author, he is a um, a filmmaker. I would just leave it so that he would tell us what he is. So I have here with me Kobna Ediman Kata. Kobna. Thank you for having me. Well, you already said what I do, so I don't think that I can add much to it. I left something else so you can. Yeah, you said author, filmmaker. Well, I'm also a programs director exactly. for Reader's Trust. Yeah, I have yes. an. Um, basically, let's leave it at that for now. <laughs> Just mentioned, let me just give a shout out to my in group friends. So, Fafa, Dr. Falichi, who is the brainy behind Readers Trust and um, Fafa Genals, Nanesi Budwafo, who is the brain behind Boops and God, and Kobnedi Mankata, the brain behind one, one stage inspiration. <laughs> yeah, like one stage inspiration kind of like incorporates everything, creativity, and and of course, there is me behind um, Adult Anonymous, Anonymous <laughs> So yeah, from now, um, so I think on Saturday, we were just having a conversation and the yeah. conversation was opening up a lot of things and um, I was like, no, I think this is something that would be great if we um, come and then talk about it. So today, we will be talking about shame identifying shame and what that means in our lives you know when we talk about shame it's broad it's huge i mean um psychologists psychoanalysis have done huge research and 
It's so broad that you don't even know where to start from. But today's episode, we are just going to tackle the faces because none of us has that in-depth knowledge to talk about it. But we are just going to talk about it in the surface that is just going to invite people to even consider what shame is. That's what this um, podcast seeks to do. So just open the, the way for us to even realize that there is something called shame. And shame isn't just what we know but there there are more deeper um, meanings to shame so Kapna, what is shame well for me i think that i would say that shame is something anything that makes you feel exposed maybe humiliated it makes you feel small in the way that you can't even look at people in the eye so that for me will be shame that's basically what I know without going much into details. Yeah. Okay, so before I I delve deeper to understand the language of shame by listening to um, other researchers and psychologists, I've always thought that shame was just anything that brings shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I shame was anything that kind of brings embarrassment. You know, when... And I began to think of when a child does something wrong, we go like, not even when a child, but anytime that somebody do something that is wrong, we go like, shame on you. Yes, we say that a lot. Or kids do something wrong and we go like, S-H-A-P-P-Y-S-H-A-P-P-Y-S-H-A-P-P-Y-S-H-A-P-P-Y-S-H-A-P-P-Y-S-H-A-P-P-Y-S-H-A-P-P-Y-S-H-A-P-P
self-conscious emotion 2017 and they there was uh, a phrase that says studies of shame shows that when people feel ashamed their entire self is worthless powerless and small I feel exposed to an audience whether they are real or imagined and that is just purely for the purpose of confirming that the self is worthless so when it comes to shame it is more of self like self yeah it is not the action that she no, did. No, it's not so, your behavior. It's not what you what you you have done or what you are doing. It yeah. is you. You yourself. Yes. You feel like your whole being is 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 not worth it, and I think that is a deeper negative feeling. Yes, yeah, very like deep. It's very deep. Because I, I think once I read, uh, was it Nigeria Wahid wrote a poem and mm. it says that if you are the only one who, who has your face. Who then defines what beauty is? Because you don't look like me, I don't look like yeah. you. So what is the standard of beauty? Mm. I'm the only one. But because we have, I think it's because that we have a lot of, because of a lot of comparison, you can look at somebody and then feel small and feel that you're not pretty enough. And that makes you feel ashamed. Mm. Now, why do you think we feel shame? Why do we even feel that emotion in the first place? Well, we have just mentioned that sometimes the comparison. Mm. But the root of shame also stems from failure. You fail to live up to a certain expectation. You fail to probably show up. You fail to do something as a result, you feel shame. But for most people, it's, it's comparison. Okay. So the reason people don't want to show up, the reason they don't want to do something, the reason is because they think they are not good enough. Who are you comparing yourself to that makes you feel that you're not good enough? And and also it's because of where well, you can go deeper. That sometimes I don't want to mention guilt because sometimes it can come from yes. there and it'll yes. make you feel ashamed yes. because of what you have done. But for most people it's comparison, you're not good enough, you're not uh, pretty enough, you're not rich, you're not this, you're not that as a result. You feel exposed, you feel humiliated, you feel small and you don't want to show up, you really want to hide. Yes, I agree. I think um, we often feel ashamed because of the, um, like in our minds, we have a knowledge of what is worthy, what is like, what is the standard, the standard yeah. and we always feel like we are not no. getting there. So it is, it is not really about our actions. So some people might feel ashamed because of their race yes or their color or their, their tribe their tribe yes i mean you know tribal shame is, yeah, is yeah, very yeah. there are some people that wouldn't even tell you what tribe they come from and like i said shame is a lot in my research like for this episode i realized that culture and um even religion all these social um things play deep roles when it comes to shame Do you have any and, and i think that sometimes should I call it secondary shame? When I come from a Dukumekuapem, I speak Sherepon. And maybe we watch on the television, somebody who, come, who comes from a Dukumekuapem does something. And because that person is from a Dukum, and the person who does something, I feel ashamed because I come from that place. Yeah. It's like when you have the accounts trying to pronounce L and R, and then you feel ashamed that you are an account because yeah. of that. So it's, it's not you per se. But it's somebody who has who is doing something as a result, you are feeling the shame. And it's not you. 
So I think that, that can be probably secondary shame. Somebody mm-hmm. is doing, or if you are your parent and your child goes to do something in school, as a result, PTA meeting when yeah. you don't want to go because yeah. you know a shame of what has happened. Yeah, that is ha, shame is a lot. It's crazy. But for the purpose of this episode, we are just going to um, tone it down to personal shames. And do you have any experience when it comes to um, shame? Before that, let me just read um, just a small paragraph from the the book, um, Scary Clothes, the chapter four: Why some animals make themselves look bigger than they are. Um, so. Donald wrote this. He said, The next morning, Bill challenged us to remember when shame had entered our lives. He said it wasn't likely we would remember the exact moment as shame had a way of forming even before we learned language. But the further back we could remember, the more powerful the healing could be. He said, Acknowledging those early memories of shame and rewriting the story from a more gracious adult perspective could help. As you, like when I read this part, when I go to this part, I'm like, wow! Like it's shame had a way of forming even before we knew that it was yeah, shame. It was shame, mm-hmm. and um, the point of healing is when we can really understand those things from an adult perspective. Because some things happen in our childhood, and we can't heal from them if we don't bring it to an adult perspective. But then taking it back from a childhood perspective you know so it's like if we are not able to have even recognize it we wouldn't even know the point to start with and that brings me to the the next question can you identify a shame in your life well before i even talk about that i just wanted to add something to what you just said because the truth is that most of us have grown up as adults and we keep telling ourselves oh this is who I am. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. I don't like this. But why? Yeah. And when you go deep down into your life, to your childhood, you you are going to find out why you even think the way you think. Why you do the things you do as a result of something that happened, whether it was shameful or something of that sort. So the formative years are really years where they order our lives as we grow up. Yeah. Personal experience. Hi. Do you want to solemn or with a bit of display? <laughs> <laughs> You are a crazy person, <laughs> so it just give me all of that. Well, I, my earliest would be when I was in class five. I think there was a stage play, and I was supposed to play Jesus. And somehow, my father thought that, I mean, to play Jesus, he needed to put my mother's wig on my head to go on stage. And we had to prepare for, I mean, we had to be costumed hours to the time. Because, mm-hmm. you know, as kids, and yeah. then... I was sitting there in this over and there was a wig on my head and all of a sudden the my classmates started pointing fingers at me and laughing at me and just then I felt so ashamed. I didn't want to go to stage again. I didn't want to I didn't want anyone to see me again. So I took the whole thing off. I took the rope off. And then the teacher came in and said, No, we'll be going in the next few months. You need to rope. I said, why can't I just go as as I am? Say no, we need to distinguish you from the other people. So that whole week thing on my head, as at that age, at class one, it, it made me feel so ashamed. That I didn't want to step to the stage again. I didn't want anyone to see me. And um, I mean, with that experience, how have you the question that I want to ask is, how do you 
Um, how has that experience, that childhood experience, transcended into an adult perspective of what shame is? Like, um, if you project it into your adult life, can you point a, a, a part of your life that you think you you are ashamed of something because of that um, experience? Well, for me, I would say that first they were just um, mocking me because of the way I was looking. Mm. And just being there and being mocked by these few friends, about three or four, mm -hmm. and I knew that I was going to go to a stage where I'm going to meet 100, 200 people, and if these three people are mocking me, then these 100 people are going to kill me on stage. Mm -hmm. And so, first, that was the that was what brought my stage fact. Okay. I don't want to go there for people to mock me. Even when I've not opened my mouth, just looking at me, just appearance again. So before you, before I'm going to say, I want to make sure that I have everything. Is that how am I looking? Do I look okay? Is everything okay? Then you say, and you just go. I say, no, 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 relax. Let me just see the way I'm dressed. Is everything okay? So just that one experience is making me very. Even before I open my my mouth on stage, I'm waiting to see if somebody's going to say something about the way I look. But I think the deeper one should be when um, I think that one was in JSS when. And it has a lot of backstory, but let's start from <laughs> somewhere okay. where I'd come from Gloria Monsignor to seven grades. And in seven grades, you know how they sometimes read the classes A, B, C, intelligence yeah. in A, yeah. um, okay, somewhere in B, and then in C, yeah. maybe maybe average in B, B. and then poor in C. Now, when the I West came, in D. Well, well, we had up to, up to C. When I came to seven grades, I wrote the exams, they took me to B. So, and B, at the end of the first term, I was first in B overall 27th. That means that they brought me to A. And then in A, the following term, I was first overall first. Ah, this guy. And then somewhere between the second term and the third term, we had this social studies exam. I was this lecturer. The guy can just mock you, can just shout at you at any time. And then he was conducting a test. I had not learned. Hmm. And then once he was conducting the test, I, my notebook was under my, my table. Yes. So I just pull the notebook to look at <laughs> and then he caught me wow. so when he caught me it wouldn't have been a big deal but then he also gave me a nickname was calling me either copy copy or copy until something of that sort <laughs> and then he caught me i even lied at that moment oh it's not mine it's from this guy seated by me hmm. and since that day everyone in the class was saying ah the guy is not that intelligent he has been copying all his life <laughs> so it made me ashamed it made me question, your question own my own intelligence. And do you know how that affected me in my adult life? I decided that I am going to study hard, work hard to prove to people that it was a moment like that I slept in judgment, but that's not who I am. And because of that, that's why it, that has been the inspiration for hard work. Then again, that has also affected me because when I'm doing something, I want to do it alone, just to prove to you that I can do, do it. it yeah. So it affects me mm. in terms of giving people responsibilities, like teamwork, what will you do? I want to do all so that you know that yeah. I did it by myself. Yeah, we even come to the point where we talk about shame as a driving force for um, positive yeah. outcomes and everything. For me, I think one of the most defining moments of my life when it comes to shame is my secondary school. So it was after the, reading the book that I sat down to analyze um, certain things about my life. And I realized that anytime someone asked me what school I went, I wanted to. So I'll tell you what school I went and then I would. 
I would um, continue with a story or I would start with why I even wanted yes <laughs> why I, I the story and then tell you my school so um, I wrote in Genesis 2 Shaq you know yeah thank you <laughs> I wrote in Genesis 2 and uh, because my dad is a pastor and we've been moving when I was in class 6 that was where his first transfer came so we didn't even myself and junior my junior brother didn't get to say goodbye to our friends we were just we just moved to Kumasi mm-hmm. with my auntie so I I I came to OAS basic and um, that was where I was schooling. And in Jesus too, that was when also my father had had an accident. So I told him that I wanted to just try. I think my life is more of an adventure. I just told my dad I wanted to try and write in Jesus too to see how the exams was. So I wrote in Jesus too. But then before writing, I went through the whole thing. I see if I was in my teachers helped me to choose courses. Um, like general arts and all those things in the schools that I would go and um, I wrote in GSS2 and then I had 7, grade 7 which I mean was good, yeah. it wasn't bad like it was really good but apparently because I didn't write in my school I went to write in another school because it was impossible to write in my school and our French was cancelled first of all I didn't copy through the examination but then they cancelled the whole French because there was some copying and all those things. So I didn't get to school. Now, because I didn't get to school, I was more of torn between going back to CGSS3 to write with my mates or like um, continuing. Continue. And um, before that, we had gone for a camp meeting at KSDS. So guys, I went to KSDS, Kumasi Senior high technical school ah. and yes in Kumase Patase I had gone to um, a camp meeting and then I saw the the students roaming about and I told a friend that these people are not serious I've never seen more serious <laughs> students in my life before see how they are roaming about and they are not learning and this is what I said I told my friend say Semeba school be say abon some family tampico. end up in a school like this. The devil should use me as tampico. So now we're back to when my school didn't come and my dad was like, okay, fine, I could just we should just wait and see if they will bring a new release and everything. And uh, like I said, I was still torn whether I should go back to Jesus three or I should I should just wait for the school to come and. My dad had some visitors coming into our house, some elders, and one of them happened to be a headmaster from KSDS. And my father explained my situation, and my, my the headmaster was like, "Oh, Grace seven, the why are you and a funny bra KSDS? <laughs> like he, she can come and then." And when my father told me, I remember crying so much that day. I told my father that I won't go because my friends would laugh at me because it's a third class school as in that time, and okay. you know how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even now, yeah, with yes, with Bella Minds and Sensi, you, know, you keep doing that. Houses <laughs> are really important to. Um, we are certain. Um, like it comes with some privilege if yes. you are from prestige. some school prestige, yeah. and it is so huge. I told my father that me I won't go. My friends will laugh at me, and my father was like, "You don't know the ways of the Lord. There are some pastors to who are around, so like you just go." So my father made a promise that you actually just go. First time they would take me out. So when I was going to the school, I think my three years in school, I was never happy because I felt ashamed. Like it was that strong that why wow. should I end up in KSDS? My friends would laugh at me. And 
like they go like juicy you've were rushing and this way he ended and also because the school wasn't there and also because probably in my mind i felt like i was too intelligent to end up in a school like that and also because mostly we have a perception of who a person is even before they speak sometimes if you talk about the school that you go you you went to people just put you in a particular position even before they yeah. know your your it's level true. of maturity or so all these things even though i was a kid but i knew that they could like i knew the operations of the society how these things matter so when i went to the school after registration and everything my school came kumasi girls called me but i had paid fees oh, and yes. everything so my dad was like okay just do the first thing and then you would you would go to your school and first time i became first in class and i had a scholarship to complete this school Whoa. for all, the three years so if i'm a father you stay at oh, K- of course. <laughs> my father was like you stay at ksds i mean it's not about the school that you went to but it it crushed me Whoa. like i was so ashamed that i felt like like even though i became the girl's prefect in my school but i had serious low self-esteem i hated it when our school had to represent something i hated it when i had to stay i had to come at the assembly and conduct um like the assembly assembly, i hated it with like i so much hated it i could see myself like being buried and um i mean my some of my mates are listening they really Probably maybe they wouldn't see it, but I I used to sit in a classroom after work, after school, and then I would cry and write in my diary and why I hated the school and like I just didn't like it. Especially like I said, when the school is going to represent something, because I felt like I wasn't good enough. My friends are in better schools, and also because of what I had said about the school, school that yeah. if I end up so yes, I thought I, the school was. Um, was a low class, so me going there makes me a low class. So it wasn't my this mm-hmm. the 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 thing that I ended up with the school. I thought it was me. I don't deserve to be in a first class school, and it transcended even when I went to the university. Wow! Because in the university too, I did sonography, and sonography was just a fee-paying course. It was a course that they have introduced, and people also have the notion that fee-paying students are students that are not good. Yes, we did the So it was something and um i don't know but it i kind of felt like when i went to um kenya i never saw any of my mates so the next year that i saw one one b so i felt very alone like you know you go to class and people hey what's good and people are oh, like, yeah, i do felt that, like, like i never had anybody from my school. and it's wow. not even people are talking about oh this is yes and this this is this so up to now i don't really have kind of that affiliation not like well, I think when my school or B I N A D B A, but you know sometimes when people do certain things, then all their school people yeah, come and they support. You see the signs and masks. Yeah. So I don't like it. I don't like because it always takes me back to that, yeah, and that was very shameful for me. I wasn't ashamed of my school, but I was ashamed at my personality. Like I'm beating myself. Why did I even end up in the school? Why did I even write in Genesis too? And it has always been something at the back of my mind that if somebody asked me what school I went and I told them, they wouldn't even want to listen to what I have to say or they would yeah. drop whatever um I get it. Um yeah. graceness or prestige that they, they have about me. There are some days um a patient will will ask me something I would answer and then go like what school did you go to? And uh, I and when he asked me that, I want to. 
dodge my SS. I always go like I went to Kenya. I was like, oh, what secondary school did you go to? Um, um, Gehe or Holy and Those are the schools that they met. I remember when I was in tech, a guy asked me what school like because in tech I was in in this debate and all those things. And I said I went to KSS. He said go and tell that to the porter. He thought I was lying. Oh, yes, he told wow. me I should tell that to the I should say that to the porter. So it has been one aspect of my life that whole because I feel like people would judge my intelligence, like oh bro, and I saw no crap. And that and that isn't something that you do. Of course. Isn't it, something that you even did. Exactly. Yes. And so that, it it, it, be, it wow. has become one of the but I like I said, this book really helped me oh, yeah. go back to so now when patient asks me what school I go like I went to KSDS. I don't add any explanation. Like I, I don't ask the. I used to add the whole long story from why I went to Jesus and right? Like, cause I just want them to know that I'm a A plus student. Yeah. Like, I, I could have gone to schools like um, um, Wesley Girls or Achimota or Sanchimota. Saint Louis or Roses. Like, I want to put it to them that I could have also been there. I'm worthy of those schools. Not to say that my school wasn't like I said. It is my mentality of what schools and how societies like I mean project these things when it comes to secondary schools and everything. So it became something that was shameful. I always hate. I I just didn't like it when you are in an environment that people start talking about their schools. I just it it, it just it even made me want to vanish, and it brought a huge self a low self esteem on my life. And my four years in Kenya City was was horrible like i remember i wrote a poem um, about mecca road but this road doesn't lead to salvation because anytime i was passing mecca road to um uh department i I felt like i'm the only one i'm the only one nobody is from your school i'm the only one it it was it really messed my mind but i think in recent times most people have started you can read on facebook people are talking about their schools i just i think yesterday also um Pastor Jonah was writing something about uh, Pansek or something. People are, even that. Yeah, so that, people are writing about yeah. these things. They're writing about their school. Because there are lots of people that don't want to tell you the essay they attended. Because of how we in society, or because of some of these things. But the the brilliant mass and science kids is not supposed to do that. But unfortunately, that's what it does. Because we brag a lot. We make a lot of noise. Oh, just by the way, I went to Pansek. So that and when when you lose the way they'll throw you and all that so it's unfortunate but those are some of the things that and it's good that we are talking about yeah. these things so the school you attended that do you know one thing i like about this book is the fact that when they went to the on-site you were not supposed to tell anybody what you even and do I for a living that, yes because that's the first thing that you people will judge you by so you don't tell people what you do for a living you don't tell them anything and they see you as you are yeah. and it's so beautiful yeah because like I said, often when we look at people and I realized when I read the book, I was like, who is Joe? Without, I, without my poetry, without, without my anything, work, without if I strip all of that down, because anytime people ask me who is, I kind of use the things that I do to cover up because I'm like, if people get to know that, okay, she didn't really go to a good school or they will start like the level of yeah, respect, respect. Or, and it's, it's normal we all feel like that and it's we all seek validation somehow from the society like it's going to drop and it was it was a huge thing for me 
and the book really helped me to dig deeper to answer those questions yeah. like when i confronted that shameful aspect of me i was so surprised how much this thing has influenced my life i used to say that if i go back to secondary school or the university i think i would live my best life because i i just it was just crazy but then it also had a positive side which we will talk about as the conversation goes on so now eddie how do we identify shame as adults well like we said earlier it's difficult to if you don't know what shame is mm-hmm. it's difficult to give it any name yeah. but we've also defined that shame is shame is a negative evaluation of yourself however guilt is a negative evaluation of your behavior okay so you do something and because of what you have done you are guilty that is guilt that is different from being shameful and earlier we have mentioned that shame is some of the reasons why people feel shameful is when they begin to compare themselves um god make you dark and beautiful but because you're comparing yourself to somebody who is fair you don't want you don't call yourself beautiful why would people bleach why would people yeah. we, we make a lot of comments or uh, yes about people who are short and so because of that they 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 want to do something like they don't like it so that that and that has nothing to do with what you do that is who you are and if you don't find your confidence in who you are you're going to feel shameful so as i does it boy it's it's huge you find a lot of people maxing you find a lot of people do, lying doing a lot of things because one they feel shameful they don't they don't love themselves for who they are they feel they are inadequate measuring to what whatever put the standard there like whatever standard that is there so it can be at your workplace it can be what you do it can be in the relationship it can be in marriage makes you begin to feel humiliated exposed small that becomes shameful but when we do something that leads us to when we do something that is guilt when what you have done is wrong um one of the ways that i i also can add is that so the cycle of shame is like it starts with um a feeling of i behave unworthy mm-hmm. and then it transcends to i think i am unworthy and then finally i believe i am unworthy. yes so you see the behavior we started from guilt so like did an harassment to a guilt form of thing and then to shame so i think one of the things that we as adults can do is now at the at this point in your life start with what do you see as a behavior that is unworthy like just look into your life what are the, some of the things that you think is you want to hide those things that you, you don't want to tell people those things the other thing that i also realized was that guilt was something that other person can know like another party can know but with shame it could be in your mind another person might know if you yes know. it could exist it could just be in your imagination you get it but for guilt it's like breaking well, so well like, yes guilt can be with another person, person. you did something yes. it can be something you alone did something that nobody yes. knew but it can be something that you did to someone exactly and the person also saw so one of the ways is to dig deep into our lives and begin to ask ourselves what do i first of all think as unworthy and you start with the action what actions do you think is unworthy and then you you dig 
deeper to find out is it just the action or it is you what mm -hmm. are some of the things that you've been telling yourself what are some of the things that you've been you've been telling and just sit down to i think you even realize that most of the things that we tell ourselves we have no control over yeah. you mentioned height yes you don't have control yes over you don't have, don't have so why don't you enjoy it yeah, i don't have why don't control you... over the fact that i'm very dark no you don't, don't. So unless you... i bleach which i wouldn't also do anything even if i bleach it doesn't erase the fact that i'm a dark person who has bleached yes it is still being in your head that you are dark like, so i think people need to be confident in themselves and who they are it's different from i mean if if there's something you want to change about yourself it should be to want to improve yourself but not because of what society is saying yeah. so the way you are what are the, some of the things about you that you you think you don't like or you think they're unworthy and the one we start from there we can learn to address them to move out of that state of emotion and um, how do we deal with shame how do we overcome how can we overcome shame well there are lots of things i think you need to face it you need to really identify go deep down go deeply into your life and identify it first and when you identify it you have to talk about it like maybe when you were a child like what you just mentioned about your school it wasn't easy for you to open yeah. up and talk about it but when i read the book i identified why yeah. i do things the way i i i am doing them now the reason I like to work alone, not because I want to prove a point. And when I'm going to write any exams, I don't go there with books and everything. I always mm. go with a pen and a yeah. pencil. I want you to know that I'm in and I'm prepared for it. So I think you need to first identify it and then face it. And also a lot of positive affirmations. Trust me, people say those things that way. But when you keep telling yourself yeah. over and over yeah. again, it will help you to face this. There's something that um Likri said about shame and he said that shame is a shame is a liar it haunts our minds distracting us from being present and embracing what we have shame tells us that you should be this or if you were this like this if you had gone to saint louis if you had gone to um gay you wouldn't be such a failure you wouldn't end up here Shame silences our dreams and haunts our nightmares. Even our wildest fantasy can live up to shame's standard of what we could be, who we should be. So it will lie to you that you are not good, you are not enough, you can't do anything, you are not supposed to be here. You don't even. There are people that, well, when somebody is in a relationship and they tell you that, I think you are too good for me. I think I'm, yeah. I don't deserve you. Why? Why would you say Why that? would you say yeah. you think? The, is the person so good who is the person that you think yeah. you don't deserve so yeah. already you have limited yeah. yourself based yeah. on the thing that you are shameful about and you about. know once you do that unconsciously it registers in the person's mind yeah. that okay then i think i'm really that too good for this person and now the person the person that you said to could do something that may not really be aligned to what they've said but because you already had said that now you would be judging the person's action by what you have said okay oh probably because i said that i was i wasn't too good for him that's how he's treating me this way or that's how she's mm -hmm. she's treating me this way and it takes you to another different thing altogether but the root cause started with you coming out to even say that you are not worthy of that person's love so right 
Jenna face the emotion, face it, talk about it. And you need to also read. If we are not read, we won't yeah, know, we this. know this. And it's important to also master learn up. It's, people need to read about emotional mm. intelligence mm. because if you don't know, you can yeah. easily give any uh, any name to any emotion yeah. which might not be right. Exactly. But I cannot say all that without talking about the fact that you need to pray. You need to identify this that the way God created us, He created us very specific, yeah. and each one of us. He gave us gave talent and skill and we are supposed to stand alone we are supposed to like shine with our gift yeah. and not stand alone work it work together but shine with our gift and talent before i even end i think that earlier i said that sometimes somebody can do something to you and because others are mocking you it make you feel ashamed look at what they did to us when we were going up in some yeah. schools you speak vernacular they put a sash yeah, around you and the whole day hmm. people just Shout, we'll be just shouting at you, who to you, shame, who won't go to brothel. You see, and that alone, they do that yeah. to you, and you have to wear it the whole day. Okay. There are some people that will cry, they are they don't care when they come, they go and look for the sharp, the, 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 the sash or whatever <laughs> that is there because they know that the whole day they're going to speak vernacular. But you see what society yeah. does to us, or what our parents, or what school do to us from that onset, and then it, it doesn't help us at all. So, me, I think you should identify it, face it, read educate yourself because sometimes shame can come as a result of well you don't know we don't know that god has made you beautiful we don't know a lot of things you do and because you don't know you become shameful so i would add that um i think we should learn to laugh at our own silly or our oh, that works. we should be it looks like as we grow up everything becomes so serious yeah, but, yeah. i mean adult should... anonymous podcast <laughs> life it's not easy <laughs> Me a new motor, no, life noise, but we move. <laughs> That's why I say that everyone is trying, right? Yeah. Everyone is trying. I mean, sometimes you wake up and you've wet your own bed, you should laugh. Yes, you are an adult, but you wet your own bed, you should laugh. What's a big deal wetting your own bed <laughs> or like sitting in a mess of people and farting? You should laugh. We should learn to laugh at some of these craziness because yeah. it is. It is, it's not a big deal. Like it is not a big deal. We should like to laugh at some of these things. We should see the humor in that, and it will kind of tone down um, some of these things. Like we we take life too serious. It's good that you take life serious, but sometimes when you do something that is silly, I think you should just laugh it off. Like it yeah. happened, and so it I, happened. I, I also think the one of the thing that I miss was that you should learn to forgive yourself. Yeah. Like for you, mm-hmm. after learn to forgive yourself for looking down upon yourself. Learn yeah. to forgive yourself for taking some decision because you felt you were not worthy. Learn to forgive yourself, and from there, you can move. Finally, um, using shame as a positive driving force. What would you say? Well, I think for me, I can say that. After that incident in, in class, it made me want to work harder. Yeah. But my motivation for working harder was to prove to people that I can do this on my own. So I worked harder in seven grades. I had an award in seven grades. I went to Presec Legon. I had an award in Presec Legon. And then I went to KN University. Well, KN award wasn't an academic award anyway. I had an award in, in theater, Royal Vine Theater, two hours actually. And now as a filmmaker, I've had two hours from Berlin International Film Festival. But now I'm realizing that 
I'm working hard. But maybe it's not for the right motivation. But now, after having realized it, I know. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lose this hard work. But I'm going to do it for a different reason. Not yes. to prove to anyone anything. So she like have built the habit. And now that you have a better reason, you are even doing it more. For a greater reason. Yes. Than just maybe to prove to people that this guy is good. This guy, yeah. good. This guy doesn't copy. This guy doesn't But shame can do that to you. That is positive. For other people, shame can make them hard. And to make you cower, it yeah. to just in more you in the way, but that can be good. So when you identify what your shame is, and you, what can I do to make this better? So you need to build on that. To to I think to, to be better. Yesterday I was talking to someone and I asked the person that it was an interview. I asked the person that what are you going to do with your life in ten years? Mm. I was really amazed at what she said. She said that um, she had she 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 had to stop school because she got pregnant. And because of that she couldn't get a degree or something of that sort but now what she wants to do is to start building people up mm-hmm. so she's that shame she's not turning to something yeah. that she doesn't want people to go through that same experience she wants to build people up so that they will understand that a slip in judgment or anything of that sort shouldn't define your life shouldn't stop you from dreaming shouldn't make you step out step out there and be all that god yeah. wants you to I think for me, um, it was more of proving to myself than even proving to people. Because um, like I said, people see me and then already they, they know that I get more of a positive feedback from people than negative. Like people already see me and they're like, Joe, you're amazing. You are, you, you are great. But there are days I don't feel that. I remember the day that I did the Joe, um, Time with Joe. Yeah. My thing said that day. You know, people showed up. People were like, Joe, your performance or everything. But I slept that night telling myself that oh, I, I I just didn't feel it. I was in my head, why can't I feel the moment? Like it's like I'm proof I want to prove to myself, not people. I want to validate my own self. And that has always been pushing me to to like work myself so when i read obama's book uh, michelle obama's book becoming when it was released i kind of saw myself so much in her like i want to prove to myself that i am enough not for anybody but for me like in my mind i want to know that when joe step in a room whether people believe it or not she is enough and for secondary school like this i was always in the classroom i was reading i was um writing in my diary my diary even ended in the boys dormitory oh you did mention it yes, I, and they read it. Like my diary was going around because i've written things about like now when you go to K- uh, ksds there's a siren that is like when it's in the evening time it goes like think about your life what have you like it's a motivational something i was in class when the headmaster called me and was like just think when this thing came why did you record on it without telling me and i told the headmaster said it wasn't me it has been recorded already my headmaster was like no you are the one that write those things <laughs> you are the one that speaks like that Act so now it's so i kind of took it like okay then it's a compliment if they say I I, yeah. I I did it then i should so that means that people really got to i did something even though i might not i didn't leave the school just as it is and um i was telling one of my mates that probably if i have ended up in in quote the big schools I would be complacent. I wouldn't have brought out yeah, a lot of things in me because I'm now. I've seen everyone that's doing amazing things, and I'll just be the same. But 
because I ended up in KSD, I wanted to prove, like I said, to myself that I was good. So I was studying, I was, I was doing drama in school. I did drama, like everything that I want to do. And even when I became a sonographer, even in my career, because people have the notion of sonography, like um, they are, you get it. Now I have, I've taken my career as a passion. By the grace of God, I'm the head of department in my in my workplace that. Like not just any other workplace, my workplace is one of the best places and I feel proud about it. When my uh, boss from South Africa, Dr. Sheila came and she did her PhD in sonography and I just did a degree. And when mm -hmm. she came, she took me to, she taught me a lot of things. And I always say everywhere I stand, I go like Dr. Sheila has been a blessing in my life because she didn't think that I was, I just had a degree. She taught me as if I was a PhD or I had a master's and it, it was that she saw me as someone who was brilliant and could take all these things and it, it has really helped me and that is what always keeps me pushing, wanting to do things because I still want to prove to myself that like, Joe, you are good, you are brilliant, you are, <laughs> you are those like, but then just like you said, now I don't do it so much like, um, it's not a force to validate myself but it's a force to keep doing greater things to serve people yes to yeah. serve people and to also see myself at a higher platform that is why when i i just post i don't care whether i have one like or two likes like <laughs> i just post i post all hours whether they are audience or not i just like even those that are supposed to get the audience that my works are made for will receive them yeah. that is the understanding and that is what um that's feeling of shame has pushed me to do so just like we have said we have to first identify that emotion it is okay to have guilt and embarrassment but when it becomes shameful that is when it is about our ourselves we start to, it is we putting ourselves in that cage and locking ourselves saying that you be here you cannot come out this is your place but then we have to start breaking free from this freedom you have to let the cage bed sing and when you start singing it will give you the freedom to want to come out and sing to the whole world so um this is just a, a small something yeah. that i said shame is broad there are a lot of research and um great um in-depth knowledge that like you can just people can uh, research on their own but the point is you need to identify recognize it where is it coming from and understand it when you understand it also it helps you to regulate it as well and um Charlie, you'll be better so yeah in something small i think we've done like 15 minutes I yeah we have but this is just the surface. This is just like the surface. <laughs> we don't done much. But There's so much to talk about. But um, well, I'm, I'm hoping that anyone listening to us um, who is identifying emotional shame or going through something like that to be inspired and challenged. One of the ways I've realized is that when you are guilty, you want to repair and rebuild your emotion, like your repetition, something. Yeah. But when you're shameful, you hide and you want to attack. Like you hide and the moment something happens that you can attack, you just attack and then go back. So if you're feeling that kind of emotion, then that becomes something that you need to really look at. Okay. I think I also would um, add that uh, one of the ways is also to 
also journal and on yeah. this note um if anybody wants to start journaling they can contact um Dokas Fafalichi who is the brain behind um Fafa journals and she will take you through the process of journaling. I mean you can start from that point. You can send us you can send me an email to um official at gmail.com and then I will contact my friend who's going to take you through the process of journaling and even she would help you to identify what questions can help you develop like help you identify these shames and as you journal it proves a lot of things and I think you know we had had this dream about that um when we went for the retreat, we said we we're going to organize. We'll do it. Uh. We yeah, we'll do it. We are waiting for COVID. We'll do it. No, we even wait for COVID. We are still doing. You know, last year we did the. Last year was when we did the intentionality. Yeah. The French, and yeah. it was great. And this year, Papa is doing. Um, we'll do that. Um, we'll do it in person, actually, like a mini workshop yeah. or conference. So we'll so do it. So we can talk and then help mm. each other, and then because Charlie, adult is not easy, but everyone is trying. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming, and thank you for sharing with us on this little topic of shame do you have any last words you want to say my last word still will be face the shame write about it talk about it positive affirmation forgive yourself learn educate yourself read pray yes pray all right guys um thank you so much for staying with us till this point. My name is Joan Ketia and I'm the host of the Adult Anonymous podcast. And today I had um, Kobna Eddie Mankata, who is the writer. He's actually a creative genius, let me just put it that way. And he has um, his books, uh, has like seven books. How do people follow you on your social media handles? Mankata. It's just Kobna Mankata anywhere, and um, you can have access to it his books i personally love the pocket books because they are easy they reflect on simple things the current one dear child, dear child. which is just some few page books and then you can just read as well uh, i just want to say that keep um, supporting this podcast so that it can go far by subscribing and giving us feedback and inviting others to listen as well god bless you always enjoy the rest of your day
Wish we never grew up Me used to laugh with a dimple But time has been moving fast, yeah Life really ain't simple Man, wish we never grew up Me used to laugh with a dimple But time has been moving fast, yeah Life really ain't simple